Welcome back, wrestling fans, to the Mount Rushmore Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we are back with episode 83. Episode 82, we had some issues. It was our Royal Rumble review. Um, our audio and video did not work that day, so we tried We tried to salvage what we could. It did not work out. We'll post some reactions maybe from our Rumble review, but um, for the most part, you know, we enjoyed the Rumble. We uh, There's a lot more to talk about at this point. Uh, in terms of what's happened over the past couple of days. But, gentlemen, how are we doing? Before I get into my, uh, I have to be on the defense today, so I'm two against one as usual when it comes to these things. Uh, but, gentlemen, how are we doing Monday night, recording before Monday Night Raw? Good, you know. Uh, it's going to be an exciting episode for me and Sean today. <laughs> uh, as Jeremy said, it's going to be two versus one today, but that's okay. It's going to make for an exciting episode. Uh, heading into Monday Night Raw, just so many things going on right now in wrestling, specifically with WWE, that we don't even know where to start. So, you know, we'll we'll be getting into it very soon, but doing good on this Monday. Yeah, definitely a lot of controversy that's been flowing around the uh, WWE airwaves. And, you know, it's going to be two on one today, but it's going to be like Chris said, it's going to be a good conversation, good debates, and obviously a very like, nice entertainment, too. It's been a while since we had like a nice debate show as well, so... Basically, bring it back to the forefront. So that'd be interesting to see what happens tonight. I'm going to do my best, everyone. That is a Cody fan tonight to try to give him the best I can with the information that I have. And I'd love to see the reaction tonight. So we'll see. Uh, but before we get into it, Sean has the on this day today. We are recording February 5th. Yes, February 5th on this day. Uh, we're going to go back to 1988. It was main event WWF. Sorry, WWF at Market Square Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. And the event held a record 33 million viewers. And two of the matches that um, were shown on here for the championship were Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship, Macho Man Randy Savage defeating the Honky Talk Man by Countout. And WWF World Heavyweight Championship, Andre the Giant defeated Hulk Hogan, ending the illustrious record of Hulk Hogan at the time, four years strong of that title during um, a controversial finish. So definitely a lot of um, impact during that show, um, going back all the way down to the Attitude Era. Actually, be before Attitude Era, whatever that was called. I don't even know what 1980s were at that time, but definitely a golden. lot of interesting moments back then. Yeah, was that the Golden Era? I think I it was the Golden yeah. Era. Golden Era, yeah. How fitting we are talking about Hulk Hogan's record, as we'll probably be talking about you know, very soon at this point. Um, but I was actually, when you said that, I was, I was wondering if that, that match, when you said the viewers, I know that match carried like so many viewers at that time. Uh, wrestling was a big moment back then. Um, so we're not going to waste any more time. I'm just going to get right into it. As many of you know, this week will be, uh, we have the WrestleMania kickoff panel, show, press conference, whatever it may be on Thursday night. But as we saw SmackDown last Friday, uh, The Rock re-entered the fold, not predicted by many, as uh, if you were able to see our Royal Rumble uh, review show, we talked about how Cody winning, I guess, solidified Roman versus Rock, uh, Roman versus Cody at WrestleMania. That was obviously not the case, and... Uh, you know, so what happened? The Rock came out, and Cody. <laughs> I will use some of the words that the other people have used that I've seen videos for. 
He basically cocked out for The Rock and gave him his spot that he won at the Royal Rumble. And, you know, I've been on the, the parade, I think, the past couple of days and said there's some pretty bad booking decisions. If they've known The Rock was going to come back and take his spot, fine. And I've already talked about this before as well. It's not the... Pre I want to premise the argument with... Of course, I'm still going to WrestleMania. It's funny because our friend Fast talked about, it was like, oh, would you like sell your ticket if it wasn't Cody? Uh, I'm still going to enjoy WrestleMania. Let's be very frank. I think I'm going to enjoy WrestleMania regardless of what's on the show. But I think in terms of how they just went about this and how what happened during Friday night, the segment. So just briefly, I'm sure everyone knows who's watching this, what we're talking about. But the segment that, Roman and Cody were in, Roman first addressed Seth Rollins like he was an absolute shit can. And again, he was rebuttaling his comments on Monday, obviously. It's very true. He's barely there. And he had some great one-liners in there, but he made your other world champion look like absolute shit. And the problem with that is, is now Cody is going to have to fight for that other world championship after winning the Royal Rumble. And so you could see it all over Cody's face when The Rock's music hit. You know, Cody went through all through all of this saying and saying he wants to still go after Roman Reigns. He wants that championship specifically because he knows that's the one that his dad was taken away from him. Uh, and then he proceeds to say not at WrestleMania, which I th just thought was so ironic. I thought the segment was going great until that point. Uh, and then that happened. So then The Rock, he said he needed counsel from someone or whatever. And then The Rock's music hit and The Rock came out. And you can just see the dejection on Cody's face uh, as he was hugging The Rock and then moving back to the locker room. I thought it was wild that, first of all, it's the most disliked WWE video of all time. I don't know what the count was today, but over the past couple of days, it's gone over half a million dislikes on YouTube. That's all fine and good. Like people are gonna distress. And one thing I think we should all preface and and when we debate and argue these things, uh, at the end of the day, it is just wrestling. Like we do this podcast for entertainment and a good time. When it gets to a personal level, I think you know that's where it kind of like needs to stop. At that point, we can have a fun debate on what we want and what the outcomes we want are and and all that stuff. But there's definitely been, and I know Sami Zayn mentioned this on Twitter. Like, there's a lot more serious things that are going on besides, you know, just arguing about and people getting death threats and, and things about booking decisions. So keep that in mind. But, uh, man, is it a tough day for the Cody fans? What I will say to this point is this. Um, we'll probably talk about each different thing in, in kind of waves here. I just think that... Uh, the booking has been very poor as of that. If that, if they knew, apparently they have known the rock is going to be challenging Roman Reigns since early January. So if that, and way before the Royal rumble. So if that's the case, the Royal rumble winner should not have been Cody Rhodes. Honestly, it should have been the rock if he was going to challenge Roman anyways. So I'm very intrigued uh, to see what the gentlemen have to say, but what I will, what I will end with first is, um, you know, the, the tweets that are going on is we want Cody. My hope, and I, I think this is um, absolutely hilarious, and don't get me wrong, I, I think it's great that people are 
speaking out and saying what the, most of the fans or at least half of the fans, I would say, want. It's not going to change anything, to be quite frank. I don't think that uh, that anything is going to change due to social media or whatever. They're going to boo him out of the out of the arena. We've already seen the Rock segment get booed over the weekend at various events, and that's great. Um, but I I think this Thursday is going to put the nail in the coffin for all of those uh, all those fans. I think Rock and Roman are already announced to be at the press conference to announce the match. So. We'll see, but I'll I'll tell you what. Uh, I don't support it. I think the match is gonna fucking suck, as I've already stated on here. And I think that, uh, man, what a way to bury your face of the company that is going to be after Roman, because Roman's not going to be around forever. So you needed someone to replace him, and that guy's Cody Rhodes right now, and he's still white hot, right? So. Um, I'll let these guys talk a little bit and then I'll, I'll rebuttal with some other things, but uh, I'll just kick us off. Chris, do you want to go or may? You can go. All right. For starters, let me just say for a beginning, I love all three of these guys. Like I'm a big Cody fan. I'm a big rock fan. I'm a big Roman fan. So anything I say, if that's basically negative, it's nothing personal because I'm a big fan of all three of them. With that being said, Cody deserves a lot of blame for this. And I'm going to tell you why. Cody could have resolved this issue after that loss to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39. If Vince, now reportedly, Triple H was supposed to have Cody go over on Roman, but Vince made a last-second audible and said, you know what, no, we're having Roman go over. At that very point, if I'm Cody and I know that my extension, my contract is going to be coming up very soon, I immediately go to Triple H privately in in a room, lock the door, Listen, I want to basically go over. This is my story. I gave you what I wanted. I gave Vince what he wanted by letting Roman continue his big streak going over a thousand days. Put this in writing that my next contract, I get my main event spot with Roman in a rematch, WrestleMania 40. I finish the story. Plain and simple. They can work out the money issue afterwards, but that is the number one thing that Cody should have done. And reportedly, if that's not what happened, because clearly if illegally binding contract, the TKO just decided to say, you know what, Cody, sorry, you're going to hand over your spot, real Rumble winner, not to rock. They can't do that if it's an illegally binding contract. And Cody did not know that Cody is a smart guy. Cody should have understood that the rock at any given moment is bigger than WWE. He's got power up the ass as far as like the whole industry, Hollywood, etc. He just got $30 million TKO shares worth of stock in TKO, which I think this booking decision was not only to maximize like his profit for that, but it's also like to bring in more money now for, for the company. And even though WrestleMania-wise, obviously Cody and Roman will be the better high-quality wrestling match in Ring League. I don't think there's any debate about that. But at the end of the day, though, you still have a flood of elite talent this is wrestling right now is at the most peak as far as the in-ring ability so it's not going to hurt to have a couple matches here and there that in-ring is not going to add up to it when there is going to be no bigger story cody can do whatever he wants it is not going to touch what rock and roman will do because of one their cousins their stories basically their their cousins they the story alone sells itself it's not going to it's going to draw more eyes with that story than it is with Cody and that that's just the reality. Everyone is obviously on Cody's side or a majority of it now because obviously I think it's the fact that you know 
Cody's been waiting around. Cody is a, the quote-unquote next John Cena of the company, and I'm not debating that. I think he is the next John Cena because obviously he does a lot of great things for like the children, like you know the autographs, taking pictures with the kids after shows. Like he's a great dude, and I think he basically represents the company very well. And there's no debate about that. But I just think when it comes down to viewership. People can deny it all they want, but The Rock is just a bigger star than Cody. He always will. That's never going to change. And I just think it's kind of hypocritical because three to six months ago, everybody was clamoring for we want Rock. We want Rock and Roman. I just think it's funny nowadays, despite the Royal Rumble schedule or not, how everyone is now turning on The Rock because of that. I just think it's very hypocritical for those fans that were clamoring because I saw a lot of that three months ago. We're saying, oh, Rock and Roman, that's the match I need to. I saw it on polls left to right. I saw as high as 85% to 15% in favor of Rock over Cody in that. Now it's shifting over to Cody, which doesn't make sense to me. When three months ago, I saw a lot of people that were in favor of that. So in the conclusion with like the first part of my like argument on this, I'm excited over this. We'll get into what we think is going to be the next book in the overall like prediction for what the match card is going to be. But I'm pumped up for it. I'm, I've always been a Rock fan. I have like three favorites in like the three different eras. Rock was always my favorite in the Attitude Era. John Cena was my favorite in the Ruthless Aggression Era. And then like the PG, like whatever we call this era, the Golden Age for like New School, whatever you want to call it, has been Roman Reigns. And for me to see Rock and Roman, it's been a dream come true for me. And if we get it, regardless if he's 51, 52 years old or not, I'm still going to be pumped up for it. So that's my stance on it for now. I won't interrupt anyone when they talk the first time. I just want to start with what Sean said as well about being a fan of all three guys. I am too, absolutely. Um, I do think the the booking of this was done very poorly to get the Rock to Roman Reigns. And it does make me feel bad for Cody, obviously, this is all we know right now. There's still much more that's going to come. But just out of all the information I know right now, I don't agree with how they did the booking of it. Like we said, if they knew it was going to be Roman and Rock, why not have The Rock come out and win the Royal Rumble? It just makes Cody look bad. And and this is the reason why people, I think right now, are, are shitting on The Rock. It's because Cody won the Royal Rumble. Whoever wins the Royal Rumble always gets a shot at the main event. Cody's coming off a loss at WrestleMania 39 to the same guy who he has a chance to face at WrestleMania 40. And like Jeremy said, he's handing that off to a 50, 52 year old legend who has not wrestled since WrestleMania 32. Um, So the booking of it does not make sense whatsoever. Am I excited for the match? If it's Roman and rock? Absolutely. This is a match that people have been asking for, for years now. Not just three to six months, Sean. It's been years. So now that it finally is happening, I also don't agree with as much hate as as is coming out of this. Because like we said, this is a match that people have wanted for a very long time. The timing of it looks very bad with what just happened with the Royal Rumble. Cody technically still hasn't made his decision. So I don't want to really go too much into his decision right now. But just based off what happened on SmackDown, very bad booking. I'm excited for Rock versus Roman if it happens this year. Um, and, I, you know, if if the Rock, if he didn't play too much into the decision, right, if it was mo- mostly the board who said they want Rock and Roman, I don't want to put too much pressure on the Rock there. I don't want to hate on the Rock there if it was above him. 
uh, but also him, you know, signing the deal with them at this time. Uh, it just, it's a bad look for him right now as well to take that spot away from Cody Rhodes. I don't want to necessarily say the match is going to be dog shit. I don't want to say that because Roman has always worked at a slow pace. I know the rock is older now, but I mean, his matches with Cena were a slow pace. So I could see, see it kind of be like the rock and Cena matches. I just think the moment of rock and Roman right now is bigger than Cody finishing the story. And the reason I say that is because I don't think Cody was going to finish the story this year. If Cody Rhodes takes another loss at WrestleMania 40, there is no chance that he deserves a third match against Roman Reigns to eventually finish his story. I think Roman Reigns was going to beat Hulk Hogan's record regardless. So having him go over his cousin at WrestleMania 40 uh, just, you know, leaps him to pretty much having the championship for another year. If he has the title for another year, guess what? Cody gets his second match at 41 and then he finishes the story. Roman gets the record. It all makes sense. If Cody Rhodes took a loss this year, there's no way he would have come back a third time and faced Roman Reigns. He doesn't deserve it at that point. Um, so as far as all the information we know right now, bad booking, but I'm excited for the moment of Roman in the Rock. Yeah, like, I also want to bring to Cody as well. So that, like, I do feel bad because obviously like, I didn't want to be watching him on TV and smack him damn near in tears like hiding something like that. I didn't want to see that out of Cody Rhodes and obviously the fact that he won the Royal Rumble handing over the spot. The booking was definitely bad, and obviously, Cody at the expense of Cody Rhodes is very unfortunate. Because obviously, you know, as a future like of the company, you don't like to see it go down like that. Um, but at the end of the day, though, like there's just so many different like avenues like they could go about this. Like, how much of a hand did you know Ari Emanuel have in this? Was it above Rock's power? Because um, I saw a report that you know Rock, if he were to join the board, he was going to be guaranteed a match against Roman. So. He's on the board, <laughs> so yeah. yeah Sorry, the interruptions are going to happen now. Now that yeah. I, uh, now that I let everyone get their opening segment in, it's it's the gloves are off now. If you want to call it that, I think so. Listen, let let me respond. Right, uh, first of all, the raw. It's you can you said you want to blame Cody for going behind the closed door with Triple H. The Rock should have had this match. As Chris has said, The Rock should have had this match already. It was very clear. The reason he didn't have it last year is because he didn't train for it. Or he was in a movie. No. Sure. So, whatever. Whatever the excuse was, The Rock should have had this match three years ago. Two years ago. Whatever it is. They've wanted it for years. And everyone is bringing up, also, we have all the WWE accountants on social media talking about how this is going to bring them more money. I don't give a fuck if it brings them more money. WrestleMania is sold out. Sure, maybe it'll boost their viewership a little bit in terms of being on Peacock. The, ma the match will not be good. And listen, I'll eat my words. If they go, first of all, if they go more than 20 minutes, I'll be shocked. Because The Rock, it, listen, and that does not include Roman Reigns sitting outside of the ring for like eight minutes to let The Rock breathe. I won't buy that as a 20 minutes. They, but listen, they if The Rock gives me a 20-minute match, I will completely eat my words and say it was worth worth it, 100%. And listen, it'll be a great moment. I just, it's not up to the quality of match that should be a WrestleMania main event. But listen, I've already watched other WrestleMania main events that were not that great either. So it's not like we haven't done that before. It doesn't, and everyone's like, oh, it's going to ruin WrestleMania. 
that's another point I want to make. It's not going to ruin WrestleMania just because one match is not necessarily up to par. I do agree with Sean when he said that because that's a hundred percent true. Don't let it over. Don't let it overshadow the rest of the entire card because there's plenty of good matches that are definitely going to happen. The other piece I want to bring up is you're going to get Cody and Seth for a fourth time, and the problem with that is this: if Seth wins. You you continue to pile on Cody with how bad he looks. Because, again, Cody's already beat him three times. If Cody wins, you have Seth look like absolute shit because he's lost to Cody for a fourth time. The way I see it is this. They just did such a poor job with getting him to this point that it it just, it's it's not what I'm I'm interested in right now. I just think the better match is Cody and Roman. I also think that it just the rest of the card I think obviously kind of took shape because CM Punk got injured and maybe we're having a different conversation. They've had to pivot, right? There just could have been a a, a, a more well thought out plan uh, that Triple H had than having your top guy win the Rumble and give up his spot. It's just never happened like that before. Unless they've had like a match or something like that to give up your rumble and choose your champion, whatever. I just think it was really poorly done. And I, I think that's why you have a lot of sour grapes right now in terms of people being super pissed off. Because it, I think it's not about The Rock. I think, well, maybe it's partly about The Rock. But I also think it's partly how they executed this this plan that they did. And I just think that... And listen, uh, I think a lot of people are hating on The Rock because he like comes back and you know you're seeing all the memes and all the the segments from past, you know, with Cena saying Dwayne is a selfish piece of shit and he's he's only back for himself. Which, listen, I also love The Rock to a certain extent, uh, but I do think he is a very uh, I centered person, like compared to other people. I also think John Cena is uh, a selfish person, so. You know, that's just me. But I, I just don't want to, you know, get too diluted. I want people to ha also have an open mind that there is more than one match on the WrestleMania card. But share your frustration. So definitely share your frustration that it should be Cody because he's busted his ass for two years. And a 51-year-old man who probably can't wrestle anymore is going to take his spot. And the other thing is it's a predictable outcome. The other reason I'm mad, and I'm sure other people are mad, is now I have to watch a part-time champion for another whole year. Granted, you guys love him to death, and that's great. But the problem with that is it's now having your champion not on TV a lot again for a whole another year of wrestling. When other guys are there every week crushing it, and they're having you know, they're killer matches and killer feuds, but there's no world champion. And everyone wanted to say, like, that. obviously it's very clear that uh, that championship is the A championship, and Seth Rollins' championship, after nine months of building it up, is an absolute shit can of a championship. That's what they proved at the segment last Friday. When I say this, though, as far as that point, well, there are a couple points I want to touch base on that you brought up. So as far as the championship saying, oh, yeah, Seth Rollins' championship is a consolation prize, a B championship, I disagree with that heavy. Because at the end of the day, though, we look back at Ruthless Aggression Era, there were always two championships. There was always either World Heavyweight Championship and the WWE Championship. There was always a world title on both shows. I don't like the narrative that just because you went through a time period where they unified the titles, that, oh, anything created after that is, oh, second fiddle. Because Seth Rollins made very good points on Monday Night Raw. 
He is the workhorse of that championship. He has worked more than Roman Reigns. Everything he said was 100% facts. Roman does not work harder than him in terms of, like, making the title defenses. Seth Rollins. Seth, we'll we'll debate on that. (laughs) Seth Rollins basically was, had a really good, my favorite, like, title reign for Seth Rollins was this current one that he's on right now. And I just don't agree that, like, Seth, I think, is getting a lot of slack over that, saying, oh, yeah, well, that championship doesn't mean anything. If Cody fights for that one, it means nothing. Listen, I do not think Cody should fight Seth for not just the championship reason. I think the championship has nothing to do with it. I think it's for the simple fact that he's already beaten the man three times. And it doesn't look good to go out there at WrestleMania face him a fourth time because, like Jeremy said, he's right on this point. Seth loses. He's 0-4. Cody wins, he's 4-0, and then you have him as a separate champion, and then you have possibly, most likely, Roman retaining. Possibly. Possibly. Oh, I'm going to get to that point. 0% chance of Rock winning. I'm going to say 10%, and the reason being, there was a lot of talk that Rock was pushing to potentially go over. Sounds like a selfish prick. (laughs) Listen, if that happens and Rock stays around for a month or two, that's fine, then drops it. I have no problem with it. Think about now, what you just said. The no, longest reign, you would have The Rock take from hold, Roman. Hold on, hold on. I, I, first of all, I'm a Rock and Roman fan, so whoever oh. wins, I, I, it's a win-win for me. Now, here's the, what I want to say about this. When you said The Rock is this ego, is an eye guy, that is true. However, wrestling, as we all know, know, it's a selfish game. It's a selfish business. This the superstars of this generation in the past, Hulk Hogan, selfish. Stone Cold, selfish. Rock, selfish. John Cena, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Kurt. The, you list all these guys. In order to be at the next like upper echelon level, you have to be selfish. John Cena, I see more reports uh, coming out in like the 2010s, how especially from the Nexus, that Nexus was supposedly supposed to go over Cena, and Cena went to management. He's like, no, I want to go over, and Cena got his way because he was the guy. You, you're going to see the CM Punk's another one, selfish. Every single one of the top stars that we love and appreciate, they're all selfish. So I just feel like that point is kind of a cop-out answer for that one, just because Rock is always going to be, and also Rock is also Mr. Hollywood. I feel like if you're in that like st- like stratosphere of popularity, it's impossible to not have an ego to a certain degree and also be kind of self-centered. Because also, I think Rock does a lot of good things, too. Like, he's very charitable. I think he also, he really does care about people. Now, obviously, does he like the spotlight? Sure, he enjoys the spotlight. I'm not denying that. But Rock coming back does a lot of great things for, like, the company and what it does for the future. Because there's a lot of people that are, like, little kids growing up that have no idea who the Rock is or know the history of them that are going to be able to see him for the first time. So I think it's going to be a win-win for everybody. Now, obviously, at the expense of it, I don't like it, but here's what I'm going to say. If Cody were to face Roman at 40 in a singles match, Chris, I kind of disagree. I I think Cody won, 95% goes over on Roman. I think he finishes his story. Um, what I think is going to happen, we'll get into in a little bit, I think at this point with all the backlash, I think it's going to be either a triple threat or Roman and Rock is going to go night one. Roman cleans up Rock night one. He becomes absolute God mode. And then at that point, Cody is going to be the biggest baby face on the planet. And then you have night two. And then that's where TKO gets very, very interesting. Do you basically have Cody finish his story? 
Or do you have Roman go over on Rock Knight 1 and Cody Knight 2 and go for that Hulk Hogan record? That's where I think the intrigue is going to be. So I think it's going to be the triple threat with kind of a Daniel Bryan situation, which is said in the group chat. And that's I saw reports that that's the way they're going to go about it potentially. Or we get Roman doing double duty, which I also thought was a good possibility. So that's where I stand on at the moment. So I'll let Chris like jump in here as far as what he thinks about it. I'll just say WWE has always valued moments over matches. Always. Uh, CM Punk was screwed out of Mania main events. Daniel Bryan was screwed out of a lot of stuff as well during that PG era because The Rock came back twice to face John Cena. <laughs> Uh, it seems like The Rock is always the one who's in the mix for some reason when this stuff happens and people getting, you know, thrown out of certain spots that they deserve. So it's too bad that it's always him being the one. But at the same time, I mean, back when we were watching Rock and Cena, we, we were so excited about it. But nobody was screwed as bad as Cody because it wasn't the person who won the Rumble that got screwed. So that's where a lot of this comes into play. What I do want to say about the uh, Roman and Seth's promos is I think both of them were 100% right with what each of them said. I think that Seth Rollins is 100% the workhorse. Um, but what what I don't agree with is him saying that that's the title that Cody should be going after. Uh, I don't agree with that whatsoever. Roman Reigns' championship is the championship. And I do agree with what Roman said regarding it being a consolation prize a loser bracket roman has beat every single person including seth rollins who is on monday night raw fighting for that championship roman beat them one year ago two years ago three years ago now um so i do agree with him in that aspect what i will say is if we do get you know just roman and the rock in a singles match one night and cody and seth in a match in the other night their story with Cody and Seth that they can build off of. I know Cody's 3-0 against him, but, you know, Seth Rollins being the world champion calling out the, the Royal Rumble winner is very interesting to me. I think Seth still wants to get one back on him. Uh, and out of, you know, if it was Seth versus Cody or Cody versus Roman, what's the better wrestling match? Cody, Seth. Cody, Seth. That's the better wrestling match. Out of the two matches. If you're telling me Seth's at 100%, yeah, I'd say that for sure. Right. So what I was going to say is, I mean, if they go one-on-one, -on -one, my prediction right now is Seth is going to win. I don't know why I'm thinking that way. I don't know I if just, he's going to. I just I got, have I got a, Cody just a feeling that Seth is going to win, which makes Cody look even worse losing to an injured Seth Rollins. So... Everything going on right now, even if Cody wins that championship, it's like, okay, you won the title, but like... He didn't win not, the title. It's not the title. So like, who really cares? So at the end of the day, Cody is absolutely screwed out of everything that just happened. If he does not insert himself in this match somehow, whether it's triple threat. But the thing about triple threat, Sean, is it, it, I don't think that works out either. It doesn't. It it's has not going to gonna be a one-on-one -on -one match. It has to be a one-on-one. -on -one Let match. me go. If, if it does be triple threat, who do you guys think would win that? I think I. I don't know. Roman. I don't. I don't think there's any chance. Does, do you it's think Roman be a triple threat? Do, Roman and it, The Rock it, need a one-on-one -on -one match, and Roman and Cody need a one-on-one -on -one match. If they're doing the match, it needs to be one-on-one -on -one either way. Chris, do you think it would? Um, 
that'd be a cop out, but do you think it would kind of be a little bit of like the lazy route if they had the triple threat but Roman pin and rock instead of Cody? Yes. I mean that's the rock. I just don't think it's gonna be a triple threat match. The story is not triple threat. The story is two separate stories. It's Rock and Roman, the bloodline, all of that stuff. That listen, if they promote it well, fine. I'll 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 shut up about it once we get closer to Mania and they actually promote. The other thing is the Cody Roman match would be promoted very well because Cody's on TV every week. If I don't get a good promotion for the match and we have just as much time as we did, Cody and Roman last year did not have a good build. It was like three weeks. So yeah. if you're going to give me the same build for that match as well with Rock and Roman, just because there's ancestral things there, that doesn't really do it for me either. The only, the only promotional material they have right now is, you know, it was on Young Rock that they were going to have the match. That's how this, you know, initially kind of started a couple of years ago. Um, and it's always, obviously, always been part of the Bloodline story. Was Rock ever going to come back and challenge Roman? But it, the story is, it, it, listen, there's no story if you can't promote the story. So if The Rock is going to stick around and promote it, great. That'll be worked into his favor, and I'm sure that'll get some fans back on his side. I just, I just think that you just... It's a lose-lose for your top champions uh, and your top stars. So Seth Rollins and Cody, I think, both lose in this. Because whoever Seth faces now, most likely it's going to be Cody because I do not think it's going to be triple threat. So Seth either wins and he beats Cody and Cody looks like shit or Cody wins and Seth looks like shit. And listen, maybe Seth looks like shit and he goes and gets surgery and he's you know out for like you know three or four months, however long that injury is going to take to rehab. I don't know. I just think that there's just a lot going on here that I think people are are upset about that. I think it's just the all-encompassing of it. I don't think it's necessarily just The Rock. I don't think it's just Cody. I just think more people, and maybe I'm wrong when saying more people, I don't know. Obviously, on this podcast, it's not more people. But what I'll say is, is a lot of people don't love nowadays when legends come back in and just steal the spotlight because wrestling is so good right now because there's people who have earned it and people have didn't listen even the rock as big as he was right so he's bigger than wrestling he wrestled full-time for like eight or nine years so it's not like he's like you know put in the stomping ground for like 15 years of wrestling and he's getting his due first of all he's had his due multiple times he had matches with cena matches with hogan that were you know, labeled as like once in a lifetime matches. First of all, they love doing that. Triple H and Undertaker had like four of them. <laughs> um, but it, it's just the the poor booking. And listen, the rumors on the rumor mill can say whatever they want. And you can say that the board has complete control about this. You could say that The Rock has a hand in doing this. Triple H right now is in the seat of creative. I don't want to hear that he gets out on the terrible booking that has happened over the past month or so. There's been rumors out there, of course, that the board was like, you know, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. And that's fine if that's very well true. But Triple H has booked an absolute shitter the past month if he knew that the Rock and Roman was happening. Because if Cody was meant to win the Royal Rumble and this was always the plan, you booked yourself into a corner, really, for what you were doing. 
And that's my big take out of this is, of course, I'm getting screwed because that's the match that I wanted, right? And I, I kind of, I, what I think the problem with me was I, I, I told myself on Rumble because Cody won that there was obviously no chance we were getting the Rock and Roman this year because I think that's what the Rumble told me at least, uh, which was my mistake, I guess. You know, expect the unexpected. But where we are right now, I, I just don't want to also not put blame on Triple H because he did shithouse this as well. For me on that, I feel like, honestly, Triple H should be exempt from it because I think everything that was booked was above his pay grade. That he, Triple H booking things, no, don't get me wrong, Triple H is very petty. He's as petty as anybody. So I'm still thinking about the throne. <laughs> like if you, exactly, that's what he's going to bring up the throne. Would BC put it past me or anybody else that he wanted to potentially book Cody out of this to screw him out of it because he's still upset about the doubler, nothing with the throne? They already sure. did it last year. They booked him to lose. Well, here's the thing, though, with that, though. That reportedly, from what I read from a lot of sources, that Cody was supposed to win that match. But Vince, up to about the week of, made a last-second audible and said, no, I want Roman to win. And at that point, Triple H wasn't the head of creative at that period in full. Like, he still – Vince had a lot of say in how they were doing stuff. There's a time period they were doing, like, 50-50 booking together. But I think with this specific booking – Triple H would never book Cody to win the Rumble just for him to hand over on a silver platter to The Rock. I think there is a lot of shade, not necessarily shadiness. I just think there's a lot of TKO heads involved with its Ari Emanuel, whether it's The Rock, whether it's um, whoever else is left on that hierarchy on the food chain. I think that this was a decision straight from TKO with like, no, we want Rock. He's now, you know, board director's team. He's promised a match with Roman. We're going to give it to him this year. And I think Triple H honestly was just stuck in a spot where it's like it was just out of outside of his control. And I agree, though, overall, though, the premise that the booking was terrible. Obviously, I want Rock and Roman this year. If it was going to go down like this, I did not want this because obviously I didn't want to see Cody in that state. It wasn't fair to him. He won the Royal Rumble. You're supposed to get your spot. But at the end of the day, though, it just comes down to I just think that we're just in a, like, a money and business driven company with WWE and Nick Khan. Like we talked about how he gets a lot of like credit for like the business side of things. I just think that they basically wanted to max out another. Now, I understand WrestleMania is sold out and it is sold they out. They were going to do the biggest numbers in his. They were going to crush last year's WrestleMania without The Rock. So I won't they, have the argument that it's all about the money because they were going to crush the money anyways. There's more every there's single more, pay-per-view they do. There's more viewership though, outside of that though. Now there can, it can lead to more subscriptions of Peacock. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of people from attitude era that stopped watching wrestling because of the fact that they don't like the new school wrestling, but they love the stone cold, the rocks. And you're going to see more subscribers to probably Peacock. Now, the more you have it. And also I want to bring up the fact that you think that it's going to be a shitty match. It I'm is going to be a shitty match. I think it's going to be better than Brock and Roman at 38. That match it, sucks, Sean. So that, that's not a good argument. But that here's the thing. But that doesn't mean that WrestleMania is going to be a shitter. That's just one match that's going to be. I didn't say it. WrestleMania. I preface my point by saying WrestleMania you know will be great. It's, that match will be bad. I don't think it will be. Because here's the thing. Roman is a very good wrestler. Rock. Now, Rock also He's a B wrestler, to... by the way. But Rock, okay. Rock also is aware of the perception. I, you don't think that he didn't see the comments on when he basically attacked Ginger, like, oh, he's gassed. He won't last five minutes. That man's probably in the gym right now on the treadmill, just getting his cardio up, 
I think I'm not going to say he's going to go 35, 40 minutes of Roman. I'm not saying that. But I think he will go 20 minutes of Roman. And I think they can have a decent, respectable match given his age, etc. And the story just sells itself. I'm not saying he's a Seth Rollins, that it's going to be a Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes type in ring ability. I'm not saying it's going to be a Kenny Omega type stuff. Obviously, that's not rocking Roman's game. Like you know, It'll be mediocre at best, which is fine. Well, you said bad. It will be bad. You're saying it's going to be mediocre. I'm saying it's going to be bad. I ha I don't have the faith you do in The Rock that's all of a sudden going to snap his fingers. He hasn't had a match in like five years, six years. One, if Eight. that's the case, Stone Cold, how many years did he go without a match? And Stone Cold and Kevin Owens, he looked pretty damn good against Kevin. He you know, looked all three. All he of looked, a sudden, he looked good against KO, but it's not like that was like a... a a four-star match or a three-star match. Of That's course. the best you could get out of Stone Cold at his age at this point. But I honestly, I was on the edge of my seat with the segment in that match. I enjoyed it. I, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. Of course I enjoyed it. And Stone also, Cold didn't fuck over the young talent that was also vying against Kevin Owens to take that main event. Know, WrestleMania, though, like, you're going to have your main events that are not good. Like, think about Batista Triple H at WrestleMania 21. Probably the best story Build up, probably the length of that build up was one of the best of all time. That's not a that, good argument. That's on, that was a good on, long term that, story. That match, that match was not a great match. See, see him did John Cena JBL. The build up was incredible. They, I know they John, weren't good matches. John Cena JBL was not a good match, but at the end of the day, though, did it we have WrestleMania 21 on our top five? Because not because not, of those matches, though. No, but it, not because of that. But it's the build-up, the story. With those guys, they had to have that match. I wouldn't want to see Batista face any other person during that time period than Triple H because his story meant so much to me. And I knew that Batista and Triple H back then, obviously they weren't a five-star type wrestler, but they were respectable. But the story was so strong that it was going to elevate that match card regardless. And also you had like, you know, you had Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, like you had, you're going to have your combination of matches that are not going to be as great. You're going to have some that may not be that good. You're going to have some excellent five-star class. It's going to be the combination, but as long as the ones that are not up to par have a great story. And that's all I care about. And now if Rock and Roman have a shit story and Rock is not on television, I'll be the first one to admit that I am pissed off about it. Rock needs to be on television for this buildup, so I, I'm on record for that. You can expect so. him just as much as your tribal tribal chief is there, which is not a lot. Chris, anything what else? Yeah, I don't think uh, Triple H deserves as much blame as he's getting as well. To me, Triple H has been very good and creative since SummerSlam of 2022. Uh, very good. And even Vince was still a little bit involved back then, but Triple H pretty much had full control. This, to me, just feeling-wise, does not feel like a Triple H decision at all. I also don't think that he would have booked somebody to win the Royal Rumble knowing that another match was happening. It just, it just doesn't feel right with me. Triple H knows how good wrestling is right now. He knows what's best for business, regardless of money, money-wise. I think he cares more about wrestling and storylines and everything like that, giving the fans what they want. And right now the fans want Cody. So this felt like a Vince book in. That's exactly what I was going to say. This is something that Vince, Vince has nothing to do with it though, Sean. It's your boy, Triple H. Not Triple <laughs> H, man. 
It's TKO. So, it's TKO. The only the only way that it. they can the only way that they can get out of this to me is you know the Rock has said for a long time. Oh, I, I want a really long story. I want really long. Two months is not a really long story. All no, right? it's not. The only way out, in my opinion, is to make that man the guest referee for this match. That's the only way I, out. I saw that, yeah. Is make The Rock the guest referee so nobody can interfere, no Solo, no Jimmy. And then, you know, Cody, Cody gets his match, Cody goes over on him, and then you get Roman and The Rock at 41. That, to me, is the only way out. If they don't do that, I think the only other option for Cody is Cody, Seth, and Drew in a triple threat with Drew going I would book Drew winning that match 100%. I would book Drew pinning Seth Rollins. 100% so Cody, Drew got to go over. Cody doesn't take the pin. Seth Rollins gets pinned, goes to, gets the surgery, and Drew looks hella strong coming out of a WrestleMania main event. Those are the only two ways that I think that they can go with this, that they don't look horrible for what just happened. Yeah, for this... The only thing that I would have an issue with Rock being the special guest referee is, to me, it's going to be predictable. Like, I think Cody wins by a landslide if it's that. Because I feel like at that point, if Rock's a special guest referee, Cody will be Roman. That's predictable now, Sean. What's more predictable, though? Then, um, well, Rock, the thing Rock that, and Roman or Rock as guest ref, Cody and Roman? I'm not convinced it's going to be a one-on-one -on -one match. I really am not. I think this is going to be a triple threat. I think you're and crazy. I, I think they're going the, the Daniel Bryan route. But they're in Triple H and, and the WWE, they're aware of all the back. They know they're looking at YouTube right now. They're like, oh, did those numbers go up to 600,000, 700,000 dislikes? They are going to, the new word they're throwing out there is pivot. They're going to pivot <laughs> to the new route. And I just think, because think about it Daniel Bryan, when Batista won the Royal Rumble back in 2014, he got damn near booed out of the arena. Daniel Bryan, was all the fans cared about. And sure enough, what did they do? And this is back then during a Vince McMahon time period when he was in full control. Vince McMahon understood the crowd in one of the rare times during that period. He's like, fine, we'll have him get involved. And sure enough, he wrestled two times at WrestleMania 30. He had a, an absolute firestar classic, I think, with Triple H. That was the better match. He, yeah. And then he went on to the main event and the okay match, not, not a great match for the main event, but he, he got the job done. We got the right book in. He got his moment and the crowd, one of the loudest pops ever. I don't see how you don't do that same exact scenario with Cody Rose. They can say, oh, it's copy and paste. I don't care. This is the only route that they can save it or... What they can do afterwards is just have Roman do double duty. Those are the only two scenarios in my brain are going to make sense. I just think if you have The Rock as a special guest referee, Roman has zero chance. And with the latest reports, I think Rock is really trying to push to him going over on Roman. And I just think now if that happens, I will be shocked if Rock actually beats Roman. Because then you take away Hogan's record. You take away, all right, if that's the case, who does he drop the belt to? Does he drop the belt to Cody in a month? Like, there's so many different scenarios You with take that. away the opportunity for someone to beat Roman that actually matters. You that's also fair. make every full-time superstar that lost to Roman Reigns look fucking terrible. Yeah, every single all, person. All, all fair points. And I also, yeah, I think there's no shot in hell it's a triple threat match. I just think that that's not that's not the story. Whether Cody the fans have to want him or not when you won the rumble yeah it just it just and the double duty thing by the way you're also okay so say he does wrestle twice again seth rollins gets fucked yep. again so i don't know yeah it 
this is what happens when guys, old guys, come back. It's just how it works. You screw and over the new guys. I do not want to see Seth and Cody at all. Not the fact it's that it's going to happen. Gonna... They're going to announce it tonight, so you better get used to it. Even the... I don't think it's going to happen, and they know it because here's the thing: they know that it's a lose lose for both guys. If Cody wins, he he's, he foros Seth. He makes Seth look like an absolute bitch that he can't beat Cody Rhodes in four straight matches. And then Cody now has to stay on Raw by default because obviously you can't have the champion now on SmackDown every week with the Raw title. If you have Seth B. Cody, you have Cody looking like an absolute fucking geek, losing to Roman last year, then losing to whatever people say now, the Constellation, the B title. He lost both titles. So now what steam is he going to have left from the fans and like credibility to even fight for another championship? And then also... As far as his contract, now, I don't know what his contract details are, what if he re-signed, if he didn't. That's also going to sway him to never want to re-sign with WWE again. If you have him lose again, I just don't see how, like, you have him versus Seth. Now, if that happens, I'll eat my words if that happens. Until then, my prediction as of right now on February 5th, 2024, (laughs) Gunther versus Seth. I don't know how we get there, but... They already have the segment, so that's fine enough. Yeah, and then either the, I'm gonna I'll stick with triple threat because I don't want to make two predictions on that. I'm I'm not gonna say Roman's gonna do double duty because obviously injury risk. I'm gonna say triple threat for the universal title: Cody, Rock, Roman. Cody pins Roman Reigns. The other the other issue is this, right? The eliminated. This is what brings the issue for Seth. Whoever faces Seth was supposed to get the Elimination Chamber match. So now your Elimination Chamber pay-per-view is fucked because now you don't know what matches are actually going to be at the pay-per-view. So what are you going to put, the U.S. title? or the? You can't put the Intercontinental title because if Gunther's visa is still bad, that means yeah. he can't be in the Chamber and he can't defend his title. So that means Logan probably has to defend his title. Or they do the tag team. I don't think that's going to happen either because they have those number one contender matches going. So... They completely fucked themselves with all this shit. What I I would say is I 100% think tonight what we'll get is Seth and Cody will have a segment. First of all, they're backtracking the fuck out of themselves because Shinsuke and Cody are fighting again on Monday Night Raw tonight for some fucking reason. On a house show last night, Shinsuke attacked him. That feud was gone. It was dusted. It ended in the Rumble. And that's where their feuds go today. But whatever. So they're now backtracking. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. The way I see it is they, they got screwed. Uh, Seth is going to get screwed. Cody's getting, getting obviously screwed. To wrap this up a little bit too, I don't want to let the words be forgotten that there is more than one match at WrestleMania and WrestleMania will still be very good. Has a chance to still be an all-time WrestleMania, to be very frank. Um... One thing I will say that I didn't address, Sean, is one thing I will say about myself is I was not one of the people that was clamoring for Rock or Roman, as many people were. I do agree that a lot of people did want this match like six months ago. Um, So I don't think that should be forgotten either. I do think a lot of people still wanted that match. So I, I just think people are more about the movement right now. One, because it's the popular thing to do. I think people just want to hop on. And two, I think it's more of the totality of how the booking happened. But we'll see what happens. I have my Cody shirt on today to represent my Cody fans out there. Maybe one day the story will be finished. And listen, the memes are starting to be coming true. 
It'll be WrestleMania friggin' 81, and Cody will still be going for a championship. So, I, uh, listen, in terms of outlook, what this looks like for me is there'll be two singles matches at WrestleMania for championships. It'll be Rock and Roman, and it'll be Seth and Cody. And I think what's going to happen is, listen, if I was booking, I would book what Chris said. I would book Drew in that match as well. I'd have Drew go over. I'd have Cody lose. And then, you know, what it looks like, I guess you could potentially book WrestleMania 41 as Cody and Roman. But, man, it is going to be fucking painful to watch another year of the same shit that has been happening this year. Rock, uh, Roman wrestled, like, less than 15 matches or less than 10 matches this year. That's pretty fucking pathetic for a main event champion. But, listen, people love it, then that's, that's all great, but... I also don't know what the obsession is with getting Hulk Hogan out of his record. Uh, people didn't even... Some of the people that are alive that are complaining about who Hulk Hogan was as a person, they weren't even alive back then when he actually wrestled. Uh, it's a record. Like we said, WWE loves their records and they went crazy for a 1,000. If that's really their goal to have him be the third longest, second longest reigning champion, so be it, I guess. Um, that's going to put it... You know, you'll have to have him lose at Survivor Series, but it's probably not going to happen unless it's at a WrestleMania, in my opinion, because I don't think that match at Survivor Series with whoever it would be against would be big enough to take the title off of him. And I think it's laughable that people think The Rock would deserve or should beat Roman uh, in this match because it's, it's, just, it's just, to be quite frank, he doesn't deserve that win. Like, it just doesn't make sense to... Uh, have someone who's never going to be around again. This could be his last match, mind you. He's never going to be around again to, you know, why would he win? If I'm it's, Roman, I go I go to management and say, if he, if I'm basically Roman Reigns and I'm told that there's a high chance that my cousin, who's a part-timer, it could potentially he's go over. He's a part-timer, Tron. Huh? Roman's a part-timer as well, so you don't, you don't need to say Roman that. A, Roman is a full-time wrestler. He just has Sean. a part-time... He is. That's a fact. Oh, God. You cannot say that The Rock and Roman... Roman is still on weekly television. He's on SmackDown every he's couple weeks. He's not on weekly television, Sean. There are weeks he's done back-to-back. -back. Chris, I'll, I'll let you take care of that, but... But um, but point, but point I was going to say real quick <laughs> is if I'm Roman Reigns, I go to management and say, listen, for everything I've done for the company, for the Reigns I've drawn, you're going to have my cousin, you have The Rock, just because he's board of directors on here, I would step in and put it a halt. And if any creative direction where they have The Rock go over on Roman, I would say, no, not happening. Or I basically threaten to quit if that happens, if I'm Roman. That's what I do. If Rock realistically, no, I don't, I'm not The Rock, so I don't know what's true, what's not true. If Rock legit went to management and said, I want to go over and win the title, Rock is an idiot for that. I will... Put full blame on Rock for that if he wants it. I want to see the match. I do not want to see the match for the title and Rock winning. It makes no sense. It does. It's going to hurt Cody. It's going to hurt every single full-timer on that roster busting their ass for the world title. Roman and Rock needs to happen. Rock does not need to win. He shouldn't win. So that's where I'll stand on that. I just want to say two two more things. The first thing is... A lot of people think that they should do like a Madison Square Garden super show and have Cody win the title at Madison Square Garden just because that's where Dusty, you know, got the title taken out of his hand. Stupid. I don't agree with that whatsoever. What type of Look super show, show can you have? 
I yeah, disagree. Yeah. Madison Square Garden is not a big enough venue anymore for something like that. Second thing that I want to mention, just regarding The Rock, that I, I will say that I you know respect a lot about him is he'll, he'll be the only person that you can say faced Stone Cold at a WrestleMania, John Cena, Hulk Hogan, and Roman Reigns, who are going to go down as some of the greats ever, ever. So, I mean, I think to add that to his resume is, I mean, you don't really need to add Roman Reigns to that resume for him. He's already, you know, The Rock has solidified himself where he is. You know, as he, Jeremy said, he was full-time for maybe seven years, maybe eight at most. Uh, so it's not like he had, like, the longevity factor. But the fact that, you know, he's come back at, you know, certain times to face some of these greats, I think, does say a lot about him as well. Chris, how do you feel that we're going to be in attendance now for probably your wet dream of a match? I mean, I was going to be excited either way, whether it was Cody or whether it was The Rock. I think what I'm most excited about is I've never seen The Rock live. Neither of us have. That's going to be so, wild. It will be wild. Listen. Yes. I'm, I'm heartbroken. I, I, might, I might quit my job just to get <laughs> I saw people selling some tickets, so I might go out there and yeah. start buying some now. Sean, careful. See, I'll sell you mine. To see The Rock live is going to be incredible. I'll get what the demo ready. Say, to see The Rock live is going to be incredible, but what I will say is I think deep down I would have loved to see CM Punk more. I really oh. do. Yeah, I, I would have loved to see CM Punk and Seth Rollins for the championship. Uh, me too, to be fair. Just because CM Punk is, he's a full-time guy. Well, full-time now in WWE, but, you know, that story would have done a lot more for me considering he was going to stick around as well. So, and, and, you know, CM Punk in the main event of WrestleMania against Seth Rollins, which they both deserve. I would have loved that. And like I said, listen, I'll still happily fan fanboy in the stadium when I'm there for Rock. I think everyone needs to get their aggression out before we get a little closer to WrestleMania. I think everyone will be fine once we uh, start seeing some of the card. The other thing, we can kind of transition now. I think we spent, you know, a good 45, 50 minutes <laughs> getting our, some of us getting our aggression out. Uh, I don't, again, I don't want it to overshadow. You know, it's already overshadowing what happened on SmackDown. We had a fantastic segment with Damage Control and and you know they had they played out the Batista Triple H storyline of Bailey backstage, hearing that they were talking about her. I thought that was done really really well, uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited for Bailey. I'm excited for that match. I thought they did really well booking it. Damage Control attacking her, and uh, I'm very excited for that match. And that's also a match that is now made official. Uh, so Bailey made that official on Friday. So I'm very excited for that. So shout out to Bailey there. That's going to be very entertaining. It's going to be a very entertaining storyline. It'll be interesting to see where Dakota fits in here because she wasn't in the segment. So for me, maybe I don't know where she's going to fall. Maybe she gets involved on Bailey's side. Maybe she's you know she just piles on with damage control. But uh, I enjoyed that and I thought that was super cool. It also looks like from SmackDown we could potentially be heading for a rematch. Um, with Kevin Owens and Logan Paul, that might be the direction they're going for Elimination Chamber. I'm not sure yet, but it'll be interesting to see to see what happens there. Uh, anything else from SmackDown that uh, that we missed or want to say anything quickly about it? Want to bring up uh, the debut in ring of Tiffany Stratton? Oh yes! How could I fucking forget that? <laughs> Jesus! Yeah, it's Tiffy time. Um, uh. Big Tiffy Stratton fans, all three of us are. Um, that girl. For anyone that does not know, she was pretty much the 
clear-cut best wrestler for NXT in that women's division. And she had like two absolute five-star classics against Becky Lynch, who is obviously one of the all-time greats, including that Extreme Rules match. Um, anyone that has not like heard of her or seen her much of her, she's about to light a fire under that women's division. Like she has Charlotte Flair potential. A lot of people say that she is the next Charlotte Flair. And if you can be anywhere in the Charlotte Flair discussion, you know, you're doing something right. She's done stuff five years younger than what Charlotte Flair is doing. So the girl's 24 years old. I can only imagine what she's going to be at 25 all the way up to like 35, maybe even into her 40s. So looking forward to that. Um, she had her debut. And then obviously Bailey, very happy for Bailey. I think that story is going to be probably the best women's storyline going into WrestleMania 40. Dakota Kai not being there kind of made it intriguing. I think they did that intentionally because the way I look at it with Dakota Kai, I think it's safe to say that she was the closest one to Bailey in Deanna's Control. She was always like the voice of reason, always the one like by her side talking to her. I felt like EO never really respected Bailey that much. Due to the fact that when they were speaking Japanese and she called yeah. her out on it. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. And then Bailey um high in the pipe, knowing that like, anticipate the attack and then you know, fighting out of it and ultimately getting the upper edge of that beat down and then picking up the mic saying, EO, I'll see you at WrestleMania. I thought that was beautifully what done. What a pop, and too. She's coming babyface so fast as well. Yeah, like, Bailey right is doing great things, man. I'm so looking forward to that match, and that story is going to be great. So good to see Bailey finally get her flowers because I know I had the four horsewomen. She was kind of left on the back burner, unfortunately, but glad to see that she definitely deserves her moment in Philly. And then in terms of tonight, we have some stuff going on on Raw, but other news in terms of news that's going around, uh, we did have some people obviously picking brands. We still have some people that are undecided that are call-ups. So Braun Breaker did appear on SmackDown, but he also was in a segment with uh, Aldis and Pierce, and he uh, Pierce was like, oh, you got to hear my offer first. So I believe he's going to be on Monday Night Raw tonight, so we'll see where he ends up. Andrade seems to be locked in for Raw. And he's going to be a babyface, so we're told today. So that should be interesting moving forward as well. I think Andrade is low-key going to be have a nice little face run here. Uh, coming back, I'm, I'm really excited for that. Give, and me, then, him oh, Gunther. Give me him and Gunther. Oh, uh, yeah, that could be another option too. Yeah, I'm very intrigued to see what they do now for Elimination Chamber. One thing I will say, though, I do feel very bad for Australia. Not only did they lose Punk... They, they don't have Roman. They're, I mean, the match with Roman and Rock, you know, a lot of people rumored for Elimination Chamber, so obviously they're not going to have The Rock. They might not even have Cody or Seth. That that kind of stings a little bit for the fans. I think that kind of sucks. So my hope is that they, you know, they kind of maneuver some things and kind of make the card pretty good again. I don't, I don't and, know what and, they're playing. And Rhea has to settle for Nia Jax. And, yeah, and I heard Rhea and Nia Jax might be the match, which is... One thing I will say, listen, I think we can all eat our words a little bit. And I think Sean may mention this or Chris mentioned this. Naya, for what she is right now, she has done well in her return in terms of what they've asked from her to do. And I think, you know, we can give her credit where credit is due. Is she still great in the ring? No. Is she still, you know, great in general? No. But... She has filled the role that I think has been noteworthy and she has created some buzz. And one thing I will not take away from her is she does draw a ton of heat, 
whether that's good heat, bad heat, whatever you want to say, she does draw heat. So I will give her credit for that. And, uh, you know, listen, her match with Becky was good. Like, that was her best match. So if Rhea can get a good match out of her, I'm fine with it for now. But I, I wish for Rhea it was a bigger spot. We'll see what happens. I don't know what that card's going to look like now, to be honest. Who the hell knows? I'm thinking um, if I didn't make a prediction, I would say probably men's elimination chamber. And I probably think that Drew McIntyre's got to win the elimination chamber. I mean, yeah, if Gunther can't get his visa issues, if he can't go there, and you're going to have the match for the Elimination Chamber, it has to be someone that's available and able to do it. So yeah. it's got to be Drew, but what's the... If Cody challenges Seth, what's the point of the Chamber? Because Seth will already have a challenger. Yeah, man, at that point, well, probably, I mean, if it's... They'll probably do it for you know the U.S. title like they did last year. Yeah. And then and then the women's chamber will be to face Rhea, which is probably gonna be Becky. Yeah. I think those are the two chamber matches right there. I'll tell you what though, that women's chamber could potentially be the best women's chamber we've ever Absolutely. fucking seen. Hundred percent. The rumored people for that match would be Becky, Jade, Liv, Naomi, uh, Tiffany Stratton, and there was one other person. If that's actually the match, that match is going to slap really hard. So I'm very excited for that. Jade Cargill is one of those people that have not uh, been brand solidified yet, so we'll be looking forward to that as time goes on. The other thing we want to mention, so last night, uh, we're not going to do a full in-depth review, but Vengeance Day, NXT Vengeance Day did happen last night, so uh, there was only six matches on the card, but I'll go through the matches quickly, and then we can just give our overall reactions. So the opening match was Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker defeating Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams for the Dusty Cup. That was 14 minutes, 27 seconds. The second match was the No DQ match. Dijak defeating Joey Gacy, getting on a PLE, as Chris said in the, in the group chat last night. 11 minutes and 56 seconds. The third match was the six-person mixed tag was the family. Um, Adriana Rizzo, Stax, and Tony D against OTM. Um, so that was 10 minutes. The next match was Lyra Valkyria defeating Roxanne Perez. And it became a triple threat match because Lola Vice cashed in her breakout tournament. Uh, this was 13 minutes, 30 seconds. The fifth match was Oba Femi defeating Dragon Lee in 10 minutes and 56 seconds to retain the North American Championship. And your main event was Ilya Dragunov defeating Trick Williams. 17 minutes, 58 seconds. Another great Ilya Dragunov match. And probably Trick Williams' best match on the on uh, on the roster there for NXT. But a pretty solid card for NXT here. And obviously, the big turn at the end of the night was Carmelo Hayes turning on Trick Williams. Trick pulling double duty. But um, the first match was very entertaining, the tag match. I really liked that match. And I really, really liked the Jack and Joey Gacy match. I thought that had some very interesting spots with the mini army men and the toys on that table. That must've hurt so bad when Dijak took that bump. And then I thought the triple threat match with Lyra Roxanne and Lola did really well there. And obviously the main event. So uh, any reactions from you guys? I mean, this was a solid pay-per-view for me. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I pretty much echo everything you said. This was probably like a seven out of 10 in terms of like the in-ring wrestling. Um, you know, there were some great spots. So you guys mentioned the matches, 
Um, Mello finally turning on Trek is, I think, long overdue because I thought it was going to become a lot earlier than expected, <laughs> but we got to where we needed to. And I think Mello, this is the right move for him. I've always wanted to see him. I always thought I had been a little harsh on him as far as like him. No, no, well deserved. Well deserved. But, all right, guys, Jeremy said it. I did it. So <laughs> he gets well deserved hate on what he was doing as a face. But yeah, like he just. For me, the character wasn't there. It reminded me kind of like McIntyre, what he is as a face. And you see the transition of what McIntyre is as a heel. He's absolutely cutthroat. And I think Melo can get to that level if they push him right. And Trick is basically, you know, on top of the mountain right now for NXT in terms of pop. Like the fans love him. So I think that's going to slap as far as a feud. The triple threat women's match was excellent. Um, You know, I'm a big Roxanne Perez fan, so I'm over here fanning out every time I get to see her in a match. So that was excellent. Um, Joey Gacy, another one who is absolutely excellent. I think it's Chris's favorite, if I'm not mistaken. But Chris really likes Joey Gacy. Yeah, yeah he, he's excellent. Um, and then the tag match at the beginning with uh, Corbin, um, Braun Breaker, Trick, and Mel, that was also absolutely. Like, I think like, there was basically no scenario where that match is not going to be good. I just think, like, what they do, Braun Breaker is just an absolute freak athlete. I mean, there's nothing left. So we talk about how he's an absolute powerhouse. He was doing some, like, high-flying, like, you know, spots. I'm just like, that, that man that big was be doing that. That over-the-top cutter that he did to Mello was wild. First time I saw that, I'm like, yeah. holy shit, this man is just ready. He is a superstar in the making. Yeah, this was, uh, I mean, one of their better pay-per-views of the year by far, specifically those four matches that you guys said. Other than Braun Breaker almost decapitating himself on the ropes, uh, that match was pretty much flawless. <laughs> that did not look good. I don't know how he recovered from that. That did not but look he good. He runs those ropes faster than I think I've ever seen anybody run those ropes before. I remember um, Punk. Chris, did you see the exclusive with Punk going to NXT? No. Okay, so when they ran the ropes in NXT, Punk trained with Trick, Mello, Braun, and I forget, maybe Lexus King. But when Braun started running the ropes, CM Punk looked at me and said, you want to go slower? And Because <laughs> Braun immediately started running. And he said, and Trick said that was the, he said Braun runs the ropes faster than anyone he's ever seen run the ropes before. I guarantee Punk texted Braun after that match saying, I told you so. <laughs> Dude, I, I saw someone it. say that like he got timed and he clocked in at like 20-something miles an hour that he does. So, like Something absurd for a guy his he's size. He's a freak. He's a freak, got some man. Speed. Some speed. Yeah. And then uh very happy to see Joey Gacy, of course, get on a PLE, even though he took a loss, but you know, that sadistic <laughs> smile at the end. I of like that Joey match, Gacy I mean, too. He he loves pain and I reminds me of Bray Wyatt in a way too when he like exactly. the upside down. That was yep. really cool. I was gonna say I've said it a lot. He I see a lot of resemblance with him and Bray, so I would love to get him on the main roster at some point. That triple threat women's match, I think, for thirteen minutes had action nonstop. And when Lola Vice cashed in, I was a little weary at first that she was yeah. gonna win that title. I was I was uh, extremely nervous for Valkyria, but you know she got it done. And then the main event, Dragonov, he just makes everybody better. That man is unbelievable. They were both bleeding out of their mouths. They were beating yeah. the out of each other. Uh, I don't know where Dragonov goes from here for stand and deliver. I really don't know what's next for him because Mellow and Trick is gonna be one on one. Yeah. So. I don't know who's next up for Dragunov, so I'm interested to see what NXT does with that. I, I, for Carmelo turning, we were all expecting this, and it was a very good heel turn. And I saw something very cool on, on Twitter or X, side-by-side uh, -side of what Melo was wearing that night. 
and what Shawn Michaels was wearing when he turned yep. on Marty Jannetty. Uh, they both had the same exact thing on black jeans with a black, you know, leather coat. Very cool to do that, to mirror that pretty much. So I'm so excited for Stan to deliver for that match as well. Very awesome. Yeah. And I, I thought it was who a good runs favorite. NXT? Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is like, listen, <laughs> remember, I'm, I'm watching, pull up on this film real quickly of what I did with Jannetty. We're going to run it right back and do what, what you did. Do it with Trick tonight. I do think that you brought up a great point, Chris, about where they go with Dragunov, because I don't know who challenges him as Stan and Deliver now. I'm trying to think of the guy that would step in and be that guy. It's very interesting to see right now with the roster that they have. So, I don't know. Dijak or he something like that? Corbin. I think he already faced Dijak. He, he faced Corbin as well. So. He faced Corbin. He faced Dijak. Trick, Mellow. Maybe oh, somebody who I'm thinking of. Maybe Gacy basically really gets back in the winning pool. I don't think it's going to be Gacy. Somebody who I'm thinking of that I really hope they don't go with is Lexus King. I don't oh, know why, but I, oh think my God. I really think they're big on him, and he. I think they think he's oh, a big heel. He sucks. They can't build him <laughs> enough. I don't think Dragunov can even make him better. I really I hate know. Lexus King. That dude is dog shit. <laughs> That's yeah, that that would lock in the main event for uh, Trick Trick and Mellow. By the way, oh, well. absolutely. That if they have it. Lexus King versus Dragonov, Dragonov, they <laughs> have to keep the title for a while. Dragonov's be like, listen, pal, you're gonna be the second <laughs> match of the night. <laughs> Why? Because you got Lexus King coming up. Or do they just put him with Breaker as his send off match and then call it after that? I don't know. Maybe they do something like that. But you think they would do that even if Breaker decides where he's signing tonight? Yeah, I don't know, but. I really don't. I really have no idea. That would be predictable as well. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, and I, I hate that when they already signed to the main roster and it's like, well, you got a title match this weekend. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. No, uh, Dragon Dragon should just vacate. I'm the champion. No one can beat me. They go to the main <laughs> roster. It, it, well, it I, always thought that, I always thought Mellow and Trick should be for the title. Maybe maybe they do an episode. Maybe at Roadblock, Dragonoff loses the title to Mellow. Or something, and then Trick comes back and challenges him at Stand and Deliver. Maybe, Maybe they do that, but Mello is also basically going to be exclusive to SmackDown. Right. So he also like is another guy that like what the hell are they doing? Uh, at the top of the card, it seems like they have some figuring out to do in terms of uh, who that next challenger will be. Because I don't know if I necessarily see it either. If it's Lexus King, yeah, we fucking riot, man. I'm nervous. <laughs> You guys definitely know a lot more of the depth guys than I do for NXT right now. But um, the way I look at it right now, correct me if I'm wrong, the women's division is just overly, like, crowded. Stacked. But the men's division is kind of just, like, lacking that next superstar. I think, yeah, they have, a like, a few good mid-carters. But, like, they don't have, besides Trick, they don't really have that next guy. That They usually always have who is going to be champion next. I would assume it's Trick, but... If they don't give him the title, I don't know who that's going to be. So, I saw sure. um, I saw a couple of jokes online that they're saying it's going to be Cody. Oh my god! <laughs> He's really like, telling the story and winning the NXT, NXT story in NXT. It's dragging off. Yeah. Also, can we talk about how when they're doing these signings, I love that you know they want to include NXT and things and more. But all over Twitter, they're posting, where is this person going to sign? Like Jade Cargill today. Which brand is she going to choose? She's not going to fucking choose NXT. Stop including them in that. That's stupid as shit. 
whatever. It's so dumb. Like, people on Twitter are like, oh, when Okada comes, which brand is he going to sign? He <laughs> makes more sense for NXT because they've already mentioned it. But people that are already up. established, like Okada. Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker, is he going to go to NXT Raw or SmackDown? He's, He's going to Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> He's been in NXT for three years now. <laughs> God, I can't. But, yeah, I mean, good pay review, though, and we'll see where we come out of it for then. I don't know. Maybe they'll have someone else go back down to challenge him. That was a former NXT champ, and, you know, they don't have anyone necessarily ready. Who knows? Yeah, they, they have a little bit of time, play. obviously, to develop him. They did it with Ziggler. They did it with Ziggler. Now look where he is. Listen, Ricochet could be one of those guys that goes down to the to NXT and fight for a championship or something. I don't know. Yeah, what the hell is he doing lately? Nothing in the backstage. Um, yeah, who knows? But uh, he's, another, he's another guy on Twitter that was um, expressing his support for Cody. Him yeah. and Logan Paul. Um, yeah. We'll the IWC is toxic, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. Obviously, there's a lot of outrage, but. Happy to get on the podcast and hold in my thoughts over the weekend while these guys were celebrating in our group message. Uh, <laughs> but listen, we're we're still in a good place for WrestleMania. Don't get it twisted, like like we said. Um, you know, moving forward, we'll see how the rest of the card plays out. I'm hoping it doesn't have too much of an impact on some of the other matches. Like, you know, if Gunther, you know, I've heard Jey Uso's name get thrown around to challenge Gunther. I still want some of those other matches. Like, Jay and Jimmy, I think, needs to happen at this WrestleMania. I think that's a great story, and it's already built. Um, some of these other matches, you can figure out, and you can still do. So, still going to be some exciting times. We should be back at some point with our... Uh, I know we've been promising the Hell in a Cell 09 review, but there's just been too much things happening, so we'll just delay that a little bit more, but... As always, we really appreciate you. Thank you for putting up with a little hiatus there for a week with our technical difficulties, but hopefully this episode goes with no problem. And uh, we might have a little bit of different presentation this week. I'm trying something new, so uh, let us know about that in the comments, but I'll give it a shot. But we'll let you go. Cheers. Let's see what happens on this Monday night. Is uh, Cody going to get the We Want Cody chance started? And uh, I think they're in St. Louis tonight. We'll see what happens. But uh, enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. <laughs> oh